you? I am Michelle Gifford. Hey, I'm Sarah Allred. We are the girls behind Women With Fire, and we specialize in building influencers. Welcome to the podcast. Listen as we chat with influential women who feel guided by the divine to build empires of truth at home, in business, and abroad. The goal here is to empower you to grow your influence everywhere. Join the nation of women who get things done at thewomenwithfire.com. Hey, you guys, welcome to another episode of the Women With Fire podcast. It is a Thursday episode. That means you have me, Michelle, and Sarah. Happy to be here. Welcome, welcome. On Thursdays, we come together and we talk about the quest. Now, if you do not know what I'm talking about when I say the quest, then you need to go back to episode 48. Listen to that. That gives you an overview of everything that we're talking about. Now, today we are going to hone in on the opposition because opposition always, always comes when you're talking about the quest, when you're doing what you're supposed to do. And this might sound scary, but don't worry. We are going to talk you through it and we are going to show you that there are definite steps that you can take when you have this quest. You know you're supposed to be doing it. You're on it, right? You know you're the quester. You know what the quest is. You know the path to get there. And then right after that, right when you know what you're supposed to do and you start on that quest, that's when the adversary comes and gives you doubt and it gives you um, hard things to overcome. And this is kind of the hard part, but we want to, we want to give you some real life examples. We want to give you some scripture stories and we want to give you some real tactics to get it done. Fantastic. And truthfully, um, as much as we say the word the adversary and we sit here and think, oh my gosh, like, what does this mean for me? And I don't want it to come. Therefore, I'm not even going to start a quest. Like, that's a whole bunch of hooey. Like, don't ever approach something like saying, I don't want to do a quest because I don't want the adversary to come. And if you have questions about that and you want deeper perspective on that, listen back on Natalie Norton's um, podcast where she talks about, um, her feelings on whether the trials, the heavy, heavy trials that she has received in her life are meant because she's more righteous or meant because she's not righteous enough or what her viewpoint is. So if I've given you a little teaser there, jump back and listen to Natalie Norton. But the reality is, is that the adversary is going to show up. So you might as well be on a quest while it's happening because you've discovered a little bit more of who you are as the quester. You've had promptings to do this great quest and you've got a guide there. Like there are a lot of great things. And really our goal with this podcast is to talk about the adversary showing up, how to recognize it, what it means, what great examples have given us. But more importantly, that you're not going to leave this podcast totally depressed today. Like, that's not the goal, people. That's not the goal. So hang on for the ride. Let's dig into this and let's talk about why this is critically important. Okay, so it's very important to realize that this is going to happen because this kind of changes everything because then, because there's so much doubt that comes when hard things happen. And that's why it was really important at the very beginning that you have a firm testimony that this is what you're supposed to be doing because this always hard things happen because this is part of the process, right? Um, because it has to be hard. It has to have some growing and enriching because if not, then you, you're not changing. 
right? You're not becoming something new. You're not becoming something different. And also then you don't, aren't able to have the heavenly experiences or rely on the Lord and have those miracles happen. It's in those hard things that we feel a lot of divine help. And we're going to dive in more into the divine help in next week's episode. But but let's just know that when you start seeing this happen, when you start seeing pushback from the adversary, know that it actually is telling you that you're on the right path. And it and it should really um, ground your testimony even more that what you're doing matters so much that there's going to be a force working against you. So let's dive into someone that we are actually working with. We're mentoring someone right now who is in the middle of this part. You don't have to give names and specifics, but <laughs> Michelle, we have been going nuts trying to help and understand ourselves why the adversary is like on overdrive with this person. Well, I know exactly why they're on overdrive with this person. So this is actually someone that we're mentoring and someone that's one of my really great friends. She feels so inspired to help moms learn how to deal with pornography and how to teach their kids um, and what to do, all the steps. Okay. So she has been feeling like she needs to do something for, we, it's almost been nine months when I talk to her, it's like, she's um, bursting a baby. She's like, come on. <laughs> anyway. So she right now is there may be on, graphic content. In this I know. <laughs> I will. <laughs> refrain from noises, but she has been, um, she's at the point where she is creating her training and teaching moms like the really nitty gritty of how to protect their homes against pornography. And she, she thought that this was going to be like a three week, I mean like a three day process, but it's turned into three weeks. And she is like, you know, when you've been, when you've been pregnant for 40 weeks and you're like, are you kidding me? Come on, this needs to happen, needs to get done. So she's at this point and she is having so much pushback. Even me, I am trying to watch her kids for her um, so that she can get this recording done and my kids get sick. This has happened more than once, like where my kids will just suddenly get sick right after I agree to watch her kids. And this is kind of how the adversary works. It really attacks us personally and it's going to put up roadblocks every step of the way. And especially with this incident, because and this example, because what she's doing is such an opposition to the adversary. So of course, there's going to be pushback, but we've also seen so much divine help. And so it just happens and it happens. It's happened to you, right, Sarah? We have been talking like off and on about this. Like when we're supposed to be doing something, it's not necessarily easier because we're supposed to do it. Absolutely. And, and that is really one of the main points that we want to get across very clearly is and I, you've already said it so beautifully that just because the adversary shows up doesn't mean you stop. Doesn't mean you stop. And let me, in fact, tell you what Elder Uchtdorf says, one of the 12 apostles, says about what we do when the adversary pops up. Because this is something that I love because he doesn't say to stop. He does not say to stop. He says it is good advice to slow down a little steady the course, and focus on the essentials when experiencing adverse conditions. And I love this so much because I'm actually going to pull in a personal story. Sorry, I didn't warn you, Michelle, because it involves you a little bit. Um, we were coming to a point months ago where there were things happening personally in my life. There were things happening personally in Michelle's life that were really demanding and and stressful and, you know, things with our parents and things with 
health and things with past experiences, like all this stuff was kind of coming to a head. We also were in a position where we were feeling like that our approach with the women with fire was possibly in too many places with the demands that we had on our time, right? We were looking at the many, many different areas in which we were trying to get our message out, which we felt inspired to do. And I have thought a lot about like why this had to happen. Number one, it has fortified Michelle and I as business partners and friends better than anything else that we've gone through. Even though some of those struggles that we had were challenges that you would have with anyone working together, getting schedules to line up and one kid not puking and one husband not home and like all these kinds of things trying to make this line up, like it has forged us as a partnership for in something that I would never give up. And I would go through it all again if I knew that this was going to be the outcome. But I think it did cause us to slow down steady the course, and certainly to focus on the essentials. And it put us in a position in which we were very, very vulnerable. And we had to look back and say, what have we been called to do? What are our gifts and talents? We spoke with some guides, got some advice, and we moved together by by slowing down and focusing in focusing in. And I think that that is marvelous advice that the process is not to stop, that it is to slow down, steady the course, focus on the essentials when you feel like you're experiencing adverse conditions. Now a small break, a word from those who make this podcast possible. This podcast is powered by Entreport. Entreport is our number one business tool. It literally does it all. Email marketing, sales funnels, automation, and it basically keeps your business running even when you're sleeping. Not only is Entreport the backbone of our businesses, but you can design a full-blown website using their customizable landing pages. It is the one-stop powerhouse shop where we keep our email lists, growth, marketing goals, and businesses at their very best. Check out the show notes or jump on thewomenwithfire.com slash entreport to get started. And now back to the Women With Fire podcast. Absolutely. And you have to know that you are... Um, among some of the greatest people out there who have been tried, like who the adversary has tried to stop, right? And um, there are so many examples of this in the scriptures, so many. And um, and the funny thing, and before I jump into the scriptures, is like like Sarah's saying, the funny thing about this whole this whole thing is that um, this hard part, this really challenging part, if you ask people when they're on the other side, when they've gotten up their switch back and they're looking back, they would never give up that hard part because it is the actual part that has changed them. And it's just like that hard part that Sarah and I went through, it has completely changed our friendship. It has completely changed how we trust each other and how we interact with each other. And so because of that, we would never give that up. And so even though it's hard and it's kind of yucky, um, sometimes the struggle is the point. Um, so let's dive into some scriptures and let's go first to the ultimate example 
Um, if you go to Christ right before he is about to start his ministry, he has his 40 day fast. And that is when Satan comes and tempts him, right? So Satan comes and tempts him. And what is the first thing that Satan tempts him with? He says, thou son of man, right? He questions and starts to questions his very, very being. Um, and who he is, his divine identity. And that's what we see a lot of times with um, with how you're going to be attacked. It is very personal, and it almost always comes with self-doubt, always. And the um, and how does how we can look to the Savior in how we are supposed to react to this. The Savior, he quotes scriptures. There is power in the scriptures. Um, I re- I recently had to go speak somewhere and there was just not enough time in the day for me to prepare the talk that I wanted to prepare. And I was praying about it, but like I had family the whole week before and then my kids got sick. I just, because my kids have been sick almost every day this year, but so all of this is happening and I just got the prompting, stay in the scriptures, stay in the scriptures. And as I was in the scriptures, my talk came together and I know without doubt that was not me, right? That was not me, but it was me following a prompting. And because I did that and the, there is so much power in the scriptures and if it is good enough for the savior, right? It is good enough for me. Um, and so there is one way that you can counteract this, um, the adversary. The second thing is is to show gratitude. And that might seem like not what you want to do when you're going through something hard, but there is something about showing gratitude and looking for the ways that God is blessing you that really punches the adversary in the face, as I like to say, because gratitude allows you to, to acknowledge that God is there. God is in the hard. And when you start acknowledging that, then it pushes the adversary out. And that is huge. So we first have scripture study. The second is gratitude. And when you're in the midst of it, it's going to be, it's going to at the beginning be kind of hard to show gratitude because it's a lot easier to look around and see the hard and to feel the pressure and to feel the self-doubt. But if we take a step back, like Sarah said, and like President Uchtdorf said, and slow down and take a look at actually what we're doing and then show gratitude for the little and the big things where Heavenly Father has stepped into our lives and has and has given us so much. And I'm going to tell you that the adversary is going to is going to make you feel like Heavenly Father isn't there for you and that you're not getting divine help. But when you open the door with gratitude and with the scriptures, you're going to be amazed to just feel the peace, the peace that um, there is help. You're not alone and you can do it. I that That is the ultimate example right there. And anytime somebody says there can be peace, I'm like, oh, sign me up. Sign me <laughs> up. Because <laughs> it's that great reminder of the power of deity to me that things big and small, hard and kind of hard, can all turn into moments of peace and healing. And I love that. And one of those people that I feel I can relate to is Alma the Younger. And no, I've never been in a position in which I have um, been through, you know, my own personal apostasy and fought against the church or anything like that. But I I have had to go through my own personal conversions. Um, 
with with related to, to challenges that I've faced with um, with doctrine, with all kinds of things. Like I have had to fight that fight and I am proud of that fight and I stand behind that fight. And so I feel like, gosh, if some, if God cares and doesn't give up on someone like Alma the Younger, and I'm not trying to like throw him into the shadows, but, um, if, if he can do something miraculous with someone like Alma the Younger, like I can do this. I can absolutely do this. And I loved reading this particular scripture on, my mission where Alma finds the joy of repentance. And I think it makes a very interesting point here. So he's recounting his conversion. And so we're in Alma. Chapter of Alma is a chapter in the Book of Mormon. And Alma the Younger, whose father was also named Alma, hence the reason Alma the Younger, uh, he is recounting his repentance and finding joy. Um, he says that as he was being harrowed up by the memory of his sins, and that I feel harrowed up, when the adversary hits me. That's how I feel. I feel hollow. I feel alone. I feel ditched. I feel unimportant. I feel small. So that word harrowed, um, even though it may not be related to sin, it could just be the adversary attacking you. I feel harrowed up. Being harrowed up by the memory of my many sins, behold, I remembered also to have heard my father prophesy unto the people concerning the coming of one Jesus Christ, a son of God, to atone for the sins of the world. Now, as my mind caught hold upon this thought, I cried within my heart, O Jesus, thou son of God, have mercy on me who am in the gall of bitterness and am encircled about by the everlasting chains of death. And now behold, when I thought this, I could remember my pains no more. Yea, I was harrowed up by the memory of my sins no more. And oh, what joy and what marvelous light I did behold. Yea, my soul was filled with exceeding as was let's see, my soul was filled with joy as exceeding as was my pain. And this may seem very like basic, like, oh, he, he was harrowed up and he thinks of the savior. And then all of a sudden is on this road to conversion. Like take a minute there of his position and the true sins that he was sitting in. I mean, a reason to feel harrowed. Yes, sir. Absolutely. And what it took was the thought of this man that his father had testified about. This man, Jesus Christ, I just love how he talks about it. Coming, the coming of one Jesus Christ, a son of God to atone for the sins of the world. I love that imagery. And it, it always makes me think of the song, Jesus, the very thought of thee. It's a powerful exercise to Put yourself in a position to think of the ultimate example. And Michelle's given a grand way to do that by immersing yourselves in the scriptures. I mean, that that's a really grand way to be thinking. Jesus, the very thought of thee, that is a way to be thinking of him. And I think so often because of the world that we live in, and man, we sure love tech in so many ways because it brings us podcasts for you. But I think so often those moments of stillness are absent, absolutely absent. And it's dangerous, especially when the adversary is coming. And it just happened to me, what, two days ago as we were preparing for this podcast, I was at the gym and yeah, I don't say that to be cool. Like I'm not the cool gym person, but I was at the gym. Take note. <laughs> Sarah worked out. I worked out. 
<laughs> oh dear shameful okay i was at the gym though and i was harrowed ask michelle i was absolutely harrowed and i was talking to her while you know via our little communication app thing and and talking to her while while i was working out and i could not focus on the task at hand which was preparing for the upcoming podcasts i couldn't do it and i couldn't do it so finally i got off the stupid machine and i walked over to the table at the gym and just sat there and left her the longest message ever of <laughs> why I was feeling harrowed. I just let it out. I said, this is why, and this is wrong, and this is hard, and this isn't fair. And I mean, every seemingly valid reason in the book of why I was feeling heavy and harrowed and all those things. And of course, she comes in and saves the day and says everything, everything right. <laughs> but oh, <don't>... Sarah. <laughs> You're wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> but but it really was this moment in which I had to stop the noise and I had to call it out and say, okay, I am facing this. And one of the great things that she told me, we're going to quote Michelle in this podcast, <laughs> is uh, she said, Sarah Grace, because that is my middle name. My, my dearest friends call me Sarah Grace. She says, Sarah Grace, you need to grant yourself some grace. So kind of a pun, right? Uh -huh. <laughs> She's the funny one in this getup for sure. The funny, funny one. <laughs> so she just said, Sarah Grace, you need to grant yourself some grace. And then she listed some of the challenges that I was facing and said, like, honey, chill out. It's okay. Like, allow yourself to hurt. Allow yourself to be disappointed. Allow yourself these moments of frustration. Because look, like, grant yourself some grace. And that was a moment in which I felt like I witnessed how the Savior would speak to me in that moment. The very thought of this, this one Jesus Christ, a son of God that was going to come for the sins of the world. I mean, that was my moment, a moment of clarity where it's like, yes, this is truth. This is truth. And that's what you've got to seek for when the adversary is knocking at your door. And I think that this brings out a really great point in that, um, because sometimes the savior comes to us in different ways, right? Like a lot of times it's our mentors or our friends. And, and you know what? <laughs> sometimes we just need to get it out and God can take it. I think it's in our, one of our really, um, earlier podcasts when we interviewed, um, Al Fox Caraway, and she talks about how she she yells at the Lord. You know, she tells him all these things, and and it's in those times when we kind of just give it up and say, ah, <laughs> I just have. I remember this is a last year when I was going through something like maybe the hardest time in my life where I or one of the hardest, and um, I just remember like on my knees and being like, I don't know what you want me to do. Like I don't know what you want me to do, and. And Heavenly Father can take it. And and I was being, you know, um, I was trying to give it to him. And I felt I just was trying to be as honest as I could. And um, and Heavenly Father wants to send help. And he wants us to go to him. And when we do that, it opens the door. It opens the door. And um, I, I just know that he doesn't want us to do it alone. He is going to give us hard things because... That's the nature of it. And he wants us to get closer to him. But we get closer to him when we turn to him. 
And luckily we're surrounded with heroes, you know, from Book of Mormon times, Bible times, and, and also current times. And sometimes there is something great about knowing that you're not the only one that is suffering. And I'm not talking about just constantly dwelling with people that are constantly woe is me and stagnant. And I mean, that's not what I'm applauding here, but I think we've done better in general, especially as a church at being able to own up some of the feelings that happen as you are on your journey to discovering your testimony and, and working through a lot of these challenges. And when the adversary, you know, reels its ugly head, you know, and one of the things that I came across just recently was I know, I know personally that Mother's Day is a, when we just had Mother's Day is a very kind of sensitive topic for many. In fact, I would probably say most, most women have garnered some sort of pretty intense emotion about Mother's Day. And and if you don't, that's okay. I'm just using this as an example. But I stumbled upon this marvelous article on LDS.org by Sharon Eubank. And she talks about, she's the title of this on the blog is The Idea of Mothers in Zion Made Me Mad Until I Learned What It Meant. Okay, this is our first counselor in the Relief Society General Presidency who has no children of her own is how we would say that. Okay. What does, what does Mother's Day mean to her? And one of the great paragraphs that she has there is right at the beginning. She said, as a middle-aged woman with no kids, I have been by turns annoyed, amused, angry, breathless, and resigned on Mother's Day. There have been Mother's Days when I couldn't bear to have everyone looking at my expression. So I skipped church. Did you hear that? She skipped church, people. You hearing it? Okay. Just saying it. Of course, sister, you makes. <laughs> there are others when I've stood as requested for we are all mothers in Zion to receive a potted begonia or a chocolate bar. No, I would think to myself, we are not all mothers. Pretending we are doesn't help. Now, don't think that that is the tone of the entire blog article, but it's a very, very important one. Because just like Alma the Younger, can someone who is resigned on Mother's Day, annoyed and angry and breathless and flat out mad on Mother's Day, bring about total miracles in this dispensation? Oh, my word. Sister Eubanks, in just her short time in her calling, has absolutely altered the course of my life from the words that she has said from the pulpit. And that is someone who has met the adversary head on. And the great thing about this article is what she offers is that because of these experiences of anger and feeling resigned and feeling breathless, annoyed, all of those things, that it seems that what God gave her through the adversaries, you know, toiling with her, what God gave her was perspective. And here's what she kind of closed up. You really need to read the whole thing. Um, because this is what she says. She says to my younger self, who was full of misery, holding a potted flower and to all the women who are uncomfortable on Mother's Day, I would say this is her new perspective. Don't let sadness obscure the view. Your covenants have already paved your path. Keep going. You are doing better than you know. What might the Lord say to us? 
I think he would throw his arms around us and let us know we are worthy enough to keep going and our sacrifices have been acceptable before him. He would tell us he is reserving for us all that is in our hearts, unspoken things that only he could know. He would say that he sees us and all we do behind the scenes, that we are not invisible to him. He would ask of us the same thing he asked of Peter, lovest thou me? Feed my lambs, feed my sheep. Keep going. Do not stop when you're angry. Don't. I'm. I'm closing the quote. That's not her anymore. <laughs> this is all me. <laughs> okay. But that's the bottom line. When the adversary is there, your covenants have already paid your paved your path. Keep going. Don't stop. And that's when the perspective is going to be brought to you. Did you? Did you uh, slip? Sister Eubanks, um, the quest information, why is she using all of our words? The path. Keep True. going, right? There's like <laughs> copyright, right? I'm I've got to make a phone call. What? <laughs> it's um, all truth. It, it's all truth. But the, the great thing about this is because of her struggle, she can turn around and mentor us, right? Ooh, when that's we good. Struggle, like when we struggle and we have an increased perspective, we're a little bit higher and we can turn around and we can help people up the path. And that's what this is going to do for us. And so that's so great. So if you are struggling, know that you're not alone. Sarah and I are struggling every stinking day right along with you. And it's okay. And that's where we find God. It's where we find grace. It's where we find each other, where Sarah and I have come together. And that's where real friendships are formed, right? Isn't through the hard. And and so don't be afraid of it. And know that you can dive into the scriptures. You can um, pray and you can call upon God and you can show gratitude. And when you do that, when you really do that, then God will show himself and bring you higher than you ever were before. I want that. I want God to show himself more to me. And that is worth it to me to go through the challenges that life brings. That is worth it. And oh gosh, this is going to sound so corny, but like, this is the point. We say it every time. Okay. Like, gosh, just write it across our foreheads. Like, this is the point. This is how God shows himself to us. This is it. This is how we learn to teach each other. It's just so powerful. So we are so glad that you've joined us today for the Women with Fire. We love these Thursday episodes and we just feel so passionate that you can keep going. We, we feel equally sure the adversary will be there because, of course, that's the point, right? <laughs> but we know that you can keep going, that you can focus in, that you can recognize God more in your life. And the really fun moments are going to be, and they, they might be rare that you actually hear about it, is when you discover that you're in positions to help others see God in their life. Like, whew, that's powerful. That's sustaining when you get to step into those roles as a guide for someone else and as a mentor and a friend. Oh, so powerful. So there are great things on the horizon. Keep going. Recognize God in your life. And we're right along with you on this awesome quest. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for listening to the Women With Fire podcast. Your support means a lot to us. In fact, your support is what makes this podcast possible. If you want to connect more with the guests we've had on our podcast and 
connect more with Sarah and Michelle, the creators of the Women With Fire podcast, find us on Instagram at The Women With Fire or find us in our Facebook group. Simply search Women With Fire and join the group. We'll see you there.